I'm learning so much today. So much. And the last... So much useless information. <laughs> Let me just reiterate that. Useless information. Where will I use this? I don't know. A trivia night? An Adam Sandler trivia night. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You are here. You found us somehow. I'm going to make an educated guess that you probably love romantic comedies, which is great news because we do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you. Maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Just, Just Go, Go With, with it. it. And if you are listening anywhere, wherever you're listening to us right now, please, uh, one thing you can do to help out the pod is leave a review. It helps more people find us. Another thing you can do to help out the pod is follow us on Instagram at Romcom Rewind. That's where a lot of the extra discussions on this pod end up. And um, we did get a review just a, f- a few weeks ago. Um, this one is wild. This person says it's titled Devin and Sarah are everything. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, they say I stumbled upon the show a couple months ago after hoping to find a podcast about romantic films. I have a ton of horror movie podcasts, but I'm also a huge lover of romance and romantic comedies. Okay, it's so funny. I was in a discussion with some friends about like, you know, what what's the crossover with our podcast? And they were like, honestly, it sounds ridiculous. It might be true crime. And I'm like, really? And they're like, I don't know. Based on, based on the demos, like there might be a lot of true crime. So... Clearly, we have a horror listener here. Thank you for coming. If you're a true crime listener, that's great. Let us know. I'm, I'm super curious. Uh, this person says Devin and Sarah are, are just absolutely amazing. Their chemistry is fantastic on a Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey, and Ryan Reynolds, Isla Fisher level. Thank you. Thank you. For the that definitely is... maybe reference. <laughs> that proves say, that you are. How to lose a guy in 10 days. And fool's gold. And fool's gold. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they say so. It's super fitting. They created a rom-com podcast together. Just such a happy, uh, a warming and happy presence. The films they pick are amazing. And I love how interactive they are with fans. Which is what we're doing right now. Every episode has made my day better by listening. I love the rewatchability scale. Mm-hmm. And it's refreshing that they don't let any questionable elements of past films diminish their feelings on the films or diminish their value while still acknowledging that any said elements didn't age well. Which, yeah, is a fine line to walk, I feel. Yeah. Because, you know, there are films that you can still look back at and say, hey, it was still an enjoyable watch 25 years later. With that said... X, Y, and Z is not going to land the same mm-hmm. in 2023. I think that's fair, right? Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of the, the line we try to walk with this pod. Thank you so much for Thank that review. Thank you so, so much. Oh, they do say, please check this podcast out. You won't regret it. Which if you've made it this far, you, <laughs> hopefully you're checking us out. Yeah. Um, Just Go With It is a 2011 romantic comedy directed by Dennis Dugan, who is a happy Madison all-star, by the way. He directed Big Daddy. Oh. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. The Grown Ups franchise, I mm-hmm. guess. Just go with it, however, is the story of Danny Maccabee, played by Adam Sandler. Danny is a successful plastic surgeon, and he kind of has this gambit with women where uh, he pretends to be married to a horrible other woman in order to disar- disarm these ladies, and then you know, uses that to convince them to sleep with him. We're going to get way more into that, but that's kind of the nuts and bolts. All goes horribly wrong, though, when Danny ends up falling for a woman named Palmer, played by Brooklyn Decker, who is determined to meet this made-up woman 
before they continue a relationship. So Danny enlists the help of his assistant, Catherine, played by Jennifer Aniston, to hold up this lie as they all travel to Hawaii for a vacation with Catherine's family together, where, of course, Danny and Catherine are pretending to be ex-husband and wife. This film also stars uh, Nicole Kidman and Nick Swardson. That's your lead-in for Just Go With It. What are your thoughts? I, I wear this fake wedding ring. You're a pig. I uh, Just tell her you're getting a divorce. It's over. We're going to sign the papers in a couple of days and... Okay, I just need to hear it from her. You want to... What, what do you mean? I need to meet her. How about if she texts you? Would that be good? cannot believe I'm doing this. I want to create the illusion I had a hot first wife. Not so this. Okay, come on, let's go. This movie is totally an Adam Sandler movie. Oh. Um... <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what? It's it's an easy watch and I and I actually love Jennifer Aniston in it. I love her in this movie. Um I think she's done other rom coms. The one that with Gerard Butler comes to mind, Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter. Yeah. I actually think I like this movie better than the Bounty Hunter. I agree with that, yeah. Um and I just found it like the characters in it. The actors who played the characters, I thought they did a good job. You know what? I have to say this is one of the better Adams, Adam Sandler movies for me. Um, I will say, though, the whole premise of like how quickly the relationship goes with Palmer, they like just meet and then they go on this massive family <laughs> vacation and then they go to get married. I mean, spoiler alert, but uh, it's wild. And I'm just like, didn't you guys just meet? Like you, ha- you guys haven't even been on a date yourselves. You just slept on a beach and like that was it. Yeah, there was a party, a beach, and yeah. then it was love Hawaii. at first sight. But wait, yeah, there's another woman. I mean, typical of Adam Sandler not really filling in the plot holes, you know, like <laughs> throwing some sand in. Wait, those. are you saying that <laughs> Billy Madison wasn't a plot point masterpiece? Right, Whoa. but like that's what I'm saying. It's just you know what? It's really easy to just put on. You can watch it. It's funny at parts you know as in all adam sandler movies i believe not everything ages well but some some things are still quite funny and it's a good time it's a it's a fun easy watch i i agree with exactly everything you've said it's a solid i don't want to say formulaic but it is kind of like this is is an adam sandler movie yeah and it's an extremely typical adam sandler movie you're gonna get all your classic sandler gags and laughs and uh, like i find happy madison films can definitely be like comfort food at times like you know all the beats you're gonna hit i would say not dissimilar to how sarah for some crazy reason (laughs) loves hallmark romantic comedies yeah it's we know all the beats we're gonna hit you know what you're gonna get Late on a Thursday evening, I'm tired from a work week. I just want to get to the weekend. What am I going to just go with it? Super easy and comfortable to watch. I think you're right. This one is elevated for me with Jennifer Aniston. I'm also psyched that we didn't go full Sandler. Oh, like, yes, yes. When, when we got through a whole movie and Rob Schneider was not to yeah. be seen, I'm like, thank God we got through it, guys. Oh, my God. You're we so made it. right. <laughs> you know? Yes. Because I find I find there is a distinction. There's like the Adam Sandler movies that are like, oh, you know, we're hitting all this the silly bits and stuff. But as soon <laughs> yeah. as you get David frickin' Spade in here and yeah. Rob frickin' Schneider. All of them. The jokes get a little bit weirder and stranger and the characters get more zany and zany. Yes. That I'm just like. They do. They I'm, get zany and zanier and zaniest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't quite go that far into the Sandler universe. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think, I well, it started, I think, at this point where he started, like, grown-ups, this. It took a turn where, like, Adam Sandler then started to play, like, a dad character. 
And it happened around this point and like the whole grownups thing. I mean, grownups, I think that's just them getting together as like best friends forever and like making movies. 100%. And like having their families involved. But I think this one, um, yeah, it's a little bit more elevated, as you said. I, I have so many things about the people who work with Adam Sandler on movies. I've got that coming up. It's a game for you, Sarah. I can't wait. Because I really did a deep dive into who the <laughs> oh hell are these God. people and what are their careers like. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's dive in. Okay. So the movie opens with Danny's wedding day. We overhear his soon-to-be wife talking crap about him and how she's actually already having an affair with a different guy who, you know, he's decided that he'll never settle down and she's only marrying Danny because he's going to be a cardiologist and he'll be rich. Danny decides he's not going to go through with the wedding and instead heads to a bar where he meets a woman who is very good looking, very attractive. Everyone in the bar is kind of turning their head and he makes up an elaborate story to get her in bed with him. And it works. It is called The Power of the Wedding Ring. Yes, played by Minka Kelly. No yes. big deal. But who else do we see in that scene? I'm going to get right to my game right off the bat. I just can't. <laughs> you um, can't like hold it in. Opening eh? a Christmas present the, the <laughs> night before Christmas because I need to play this with you. Okay. Do you remember? So she's walking into the bar. Right. And there is a guy who says like he just hits on her. Yeah. Like, hey, that stuff. Like he says some stupid freaking pickup line. Hey, mommy. You must play the trumpet or something because you're making me feel all horny and stuff. <laughs> and when Adam Sandler picks her up, he's he's the one guy. The camera shoots to him. And he's like, that guy? Really? That guy? That actor's name mm -hmm. is Peter Dante. Okay. And if you're trying to imagine, you're trying to figure out this scene, he's like, um, he's been in so many Adam Sandler movies. I was just about to say, I know as soon as he said that and his voice like came out of his mouth, I was like, oh, you've been in other movies and I just can't think of them off the top of my head. I would describe him as like your, your off brand Josh Duhamel. Like oh he kind of looks like that. He's like, oh, you're like, you're like the no name brand Josh Duhamel. Got it. <laughs> um, so I... I was racking my brain when that scene happened thinking, have I seen him yeah. in a single non-Adam Sandler movie? Okay. And I'm not going to tell you the answer. Oh, because, I have to guess. Because then I did a deep dive. I'm like, you know what? I said one of them off the bat, Rob Schneider, David Spade. Mm -hmm. How many of these guys, there are so many people who are like, in my mind, so totally employed by Happy Madison or Adam Sandler <laughs> that I don't know if they have a real career outside oh of that. God. So oh God. I've got the game for you. Okay. It's what else other than Happy Madison? That's the game. All right. So I'm going to hit you with an actor mm -hmm. and I'll vaguely like tell you who they okay, are. I was going to say thank you because like I don't. Yeah. And I have in front of me mm -hmm. their overall number of movies they've ever been in. And you need to tell me how many of those are either Happy Madison Productions or just Adam Sandler is a star okay. in that movie. Because there are a few things that it's like, that's not technically Happy Madison, but like Adam Sandler's in it and he just dragged his friend to the movie. Okay. I'm going to count that as and well. And for those listening, Happy Madison is his production company. Happy Madison yes. is his production company, <laughs> a combination of Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. And it started back in like yes. when those movies were big. You know, Little Nicky, Big Daddy... Grown-ups, grown-ups too. The list goes freaking on and on. Joe Dirt was a Happy Madison production. Oh my God. Throwing David Spade in there for you. Oh, Rob Schneider, the Deuce Bigelow movies. Those were Happy Madison productions. Oh good God. Yeah, I remember those. So yeah, I feel like we're all having like- So all those really <laughs> stupid movies that you watched in the early 2000s, those were Happy Madison movies. Mr. Deeds, yeah, baby. So in this film, we actually have- one of our culprits. Well, actually, do no, yeah, yeah. Let's let's start with uh, the character Eddie Sims. 
is Danny's oh, right. cousin. Yeah. Played by Nick Swartzen. Swartzen, yeah. Nick Swartzen has been in 31 Hollywood productions or just films. That's what's on his filmography. How many movies are a result of Adam Sandler? I'm going to say half. So 15. 15. <laughs> That's half. I was. I didn't know if you knew the math there. Also, 31 is like a tough number. Oh, 31. Sorry, I thought, I thought you said 30. He's been in 16. So you're nailing it, Sarah. Yes. You one just over one. half. Woo. And like. Seriously? Like what kind? Well, like name them. Name don't some mess them. with the Zohan. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. The oh. bench warmers. Oh, click. Oh, Remember the remote that. control yes, freaking thing? Yeah. 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 I actually have to see if that one would fit in to watch for the rom-com rewind. And like I, well, pixels. I'm counting. I don't think that was technically a happy Madison production. The Ridiculous Six. Hotel Transylvania, he was a voice oh, on it. Oh, I love um, those movies. In a few scenes in this film, we're going to see Kevin Nealon, who okay. is the guy with a ton of plastic surgery. Oh, my He's God. He's the guy who can't yep. even make facial mm-hmm, expressions. Mm-hmm. He's been in 32 total movies. How many are Happy Madison 27. movies? 27. 13, oh, actually. Dang. Okay. Less than okay. half, yeah. Okay, yep. um, we just saw him, Peter Dante, in this film. Right. He's been in 17 total movies. How many... Happy Madison. 14. 16. Oh my God. He's been in one freaking okay. thing okay. that Adam Outside. Sandler was not involved in. <laughs> so like that was when I'm close, but, but like when I'm doing research here, I'm like, I think the only reason this guy's famous is because of Adam Sandler. The answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is absolutely. He is l- promoting people's careers via happy Madison. hundred percent. Now, now we're getting into some tough ones. Okay. Rob freaking Schneider, Sarah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got to like, give you the number. I, yeah. 58. <laughs> He's been in 58 movies. I'm going to say 21. Sarah, you're good at this game. He's been in 22. <laughs> oh, that's impressive. Thank you. That is impressive. Well, I actually know that he's been in a lot of other stuff. That's that. Yeah. So he is the interesting one because he has been in the most movies, mm-hmm. but he's also been in the most. That's the most number of Adam Sandler movies I, I could find. Oh. He's been in so many. Okay. So, he, yeah, he's virtually in almost all of them. Yeah. But yeah. he had like he, he does have an interesting story where like, you know, he worked with Adam Sandler with like the water boy, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Deuce yep. Bigelow, yep. Big Daddy. But then a moment happens. Actually, that moment happens because basically 1998 happens. They work together on the water boy and then it's just. 50 first dates, the longest yard, the animal. Remember when he was oh like an God. animal, like yes. eating people? Yeah. Wasn't that weird? That was really Mr. weird. Mr. Deeds, no, Grandma's Boy. These movies are weird. Like, <laughs> these, these movies, movies are, weird. are weird. These are weird. <laughs> like, um, Let's go Kevin James. He's been in 26 movies. And of course, he's going to have a lesser career because he, he was a bigger TV star at times. Right. Okay. So these are only movies for so him. So I'm only going movies. And 26 sorry, 26 movies. movies? I'm going to say eight. Ooh, 16. Oh, so double that. That's really interesting because I would have thought that he wouldn't have been in that many Adam Sandler movies or productions. Interesting. Well, but but you know what's really fascinating about it, Sarah? There's what? stuff that you wouldn't even think of, like Paul Blart frickin' Mall Cop oh. is a Happy Madison production, baby. See, if I would have known that, I would have added it. I didn't think that it would have been... <laughs> Okay, I'm learning so much today. So much. And the last... <laughs> so much useless information. 
Let me just reiterate that useless information. Where will I use this? I don't know. A trivia night? An Adam Sandler trivia night. Who's no, the no, actor no, who's no. collaborated with Adam, Adam Sandler the most? Adam that's, that's... Sandler and cast trivia night. <laughs> Who cares about a Harry Potter trivia night? That's going to be like a 10-point essay question one day. Oh Name God. all of the Happy Madison collaborators. And you and win the whole game. And, yeah. You're going like to nail the it. golden snitch. The the last person I'll do is David Spade. He's been in 41 total movies. Obviously, he was a stand-up star, and he was on SNL for quite a while. I'm not counting that. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say half of it, 22. No, 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 no. I'm not going to say 22. We already know Rob Schneider was the leader at 22. I am going to say 18. That is exactly right, Sarah. Yes. You are so good at this game. <laughs> I really, that's not something to be proud of. See, yeah, you're, you're talking <laughs> shit about the game, but you're good at it. Thank you. You're good you at it. You know what? Most <laughs> times I'm actually not good at the game, so I will pat myself. I'll give myself a pat on the back there. Oh, man. Yeah. Some, some standouts you. here. Obviously, Joe Dirt. Yeah. There's a Dickie Roberts thing. Oh, did you know there was a Joe Dirt sequel? I did not. Because we really needed more of that. I didn't know um, that we did need more of that. <laughs> And I want to throw out some honorable mentions. Steve Buscemi. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris Rock. They just had such big careers. Yeah. That I, I didn't want to count all those movies, guys, I'll be honest. And and they weren't in so many that it was going to be surprising. You right, know, it wasn't right. going to, like, blow your socks off. Uh, Alan Covert as well and Blake Clark were in a lot of Happy Madison stuff. But there you have it. That's that the overall fun. list. Fun fact, if you're like, is Rob Schneider in, like, literally every Happy Madison movie? Yeah, almost. Almost. He's not in this one, but pretty much every other thing. And fun fact, if you ever need a good guess on Adam Sandler and cast, just let me know. (laughs) Just throw a random name out there. (laughs) Drew Barrymore. Sarah will be like three and she'll just know. She'll know the answer. That's your superpower. Knowing how many movies somebody's done with Adam Adam Sandler. Sandler. (laughs) It's very specific, but. On my resume, it goes. So so now we kind of have the origin story. Why Danny is the way he is. Yeah. And it kind of sparks something inside of him that he is, you know, I don't need to get married. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to use the wedding ring to basically sleep with women and enjoy my life, my single life, but I will forever be happy in, in this way. And he switches his specialty from cardiology to actually plastic surgery, which I think makes it easier for him to get uh, women in bed. And I, yeah, I think it also plays into the, like the, maybe he's going more shallow. Right. He doesn't believe in true love perhaps, or yes. he's let that ship sail. Yeah. And we also meet uh, Danny, Danny's cousin, Eddie. And um, this is like present day now. And they head to a party and they see the host and he has had so much plastic surgery. And you kind of mentioned this in your game that we just played. Kevin Nealon, been in 13 uh, Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Should I know this? Should I be the one saying this? I think you already do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he can't even like drink out of a straw because it just like goes over his face. I thought that was that was funny. Like, you gotta stop. Yeah, so, do you have any feeling in your face? Just in this one spot right here. And then from the eyebrows down, dead, dead. Is that a car alarm? He's laughing. He's laughing. Adam Sandler, there's a fine line of like comedy and then like just too far, just like not funny because it's so stupid. I did find that actually kind of fun. And then, oh my God, I forgot in this scene, Heidi Montag shows up with her like H size boobs and like I am dying because I'm like, what is, why is that necessary for you to be in this show? I don't know. Anyone who's watched The Hills growing up um, (laughs) will know Heidi from there and then Spidey who she ended up 
leaving the show to be with Spencer and that's a whole thing. We're doing a deep dive on my nose I was going to say it's it's deep with people that she just became this villain in the, you know, in the whole story. But, um, yeah, I laughed when I saw her. I forgot she was in it. While we're on the topic of plastic surgery, there's also very much later on, but I'm going to throw this joke in now because I thought it was hilarious. A little bit, this is like meta. This is like very self-aware because Nicole Kidman later her character asks Danny like what would you what plastic surgery would you do to me and he's like well you've already had work done and it's like ooh cuz that was very well known that like Nicole Kidman you know she she did that stuff right a little bit tongue in cheek a little bit a little bit self aware anyway so we're at this <laughs> yeah. party with Kevin Nealon's character i can't even remember the name of the guy cuz it's just like it's Kevin Nealon right right yeah and um, a kid falls down and he um, it's because he was checking out a, a girl and Danny goes to fix his knee, stitches it up for him and he takes off his ring. And the kid was, yeah, like I said, distracted by a girl while he was trying to go up the stairs. And this is where Danny and Palmer have their meet cue. He meets Palmer and instantly it is love at first f- sight. He falls in love. They have like a second where they're, they're chatting and then they like go for a walk and they, they spend the night together on the beach. And the next morning he tells her, oh, you know what? Go, go in my car pocket to grab something and when she does she finds the ring dun, dun, dun. she is appalled to find that he is married and and he's like no no i'm actually not like and, and what do you do at that point like oh no i actually really like this girl and i don't want to like lie to her but here i am here's a slew of lies and the thing is he took his wedding ring off to stitch up that kid normally it's part of the shtick right he hits on the girl already having the ring and he works it into the conversation Whereas here she finds it, so it seems much more sinister, sinister and disingenuous. And that's when she's like, "Well, I want to meet this woman." Yeah, at first she's like, "No, I'm not doing this. Like, see you later." And then we actually, there's a time between this between before they like get through. But we do meet Catherine, who is Danny's assistant, and Jennifer we, Aniston. Yes, and we also meet her kids played by Bailey Madison and um, Griffin Gluck. Griffin Gluck, yes. Michael, who who's played by Griffin Gluck, um, is Jennifer Aniston's son and asks Danny if he'll take him to Hawaii, which he says no. And like that's important because it happens throughout the rest of the film. Well, we actually go to Hawaii. Right, yeah, a little right. foreshadowing perhaps. Yes. So afterwards, Danny and Catherine are chatting and she comes up, she comes up with that idea of what happens next. So Danny goes to see Palmer at the school that she works at and brings her flowers and explains that, you know, he's in a terrible marriage. They've actually filed for divorce. They're getting divorced and they're going to sign the papers in a couple of days and it's going to be official and like, you know, let's get, you know, let's do this. Let's be a couple. Like, I want to be with you. And she says, well, I want to meet this woman. And like, I don't know why. Uh, I mean, you know what? I kind of, I understand because like, I think she thinks that he's still lying to her. Yeah. So he agrees and Danny brings Catherine to shop for new clothes before meeting Palmer. Because if you're, if you're a plastic surgeon's wife, you got to look damn fine. So she like buys all this, like Yves Saint Laurent, like Dior, all this like high fashion, which is so amazing i love it i love it and then so they go to a i think it's probably like a hotel lobby or something like that or like a fancy restaurant to meet them palmer is there with danny they're waiting in the lobby and Catherine shows up and looking like a million she bucks. is a stunner like oh my goodness she walks into roxanne and they do a little bit of a tit for tat thing where you know palmer i heard you and danny had sex mm. Mm. 
Oh. Mm, yes. I am so sorry. Please, I had... honey, it is fine. I'm just happy to hear that it's thing-a-ding and still ring-a-ding. <laughs> and then he tells, you know, Palmer that Catherine, or sorry, at this point we've now named her Devlin. For some reason, I don't know why we just didn't go with her normal name, but... Well, because he was pulling on things from that conversation. Right. Because he actually pulled from two two oh, things right. from that conversation, he right? and he just said Yeah, it, so yeah. he said, oh, her name is Devlin. And then actually Dolph's name came from Dolphin, right? Like Dolph. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, and they keep going back and forth like that. And the, the night ended and everything is great. And then she's about to get in the car because she hired herself a limo, which I think is so funny. And she gets a phone call. She answers it, and it's her kids. And Palmer says, excuse me, you guys have children? Like, when were you going to tell me about this? And he says, oh, yeah. The rabbit hole of the so, lie. Of course, she wants to meet them, which I'm like, okay. I think that's on the parents' terms as to when you meet the children. I agree, yeah. I don't absolutely. really think that that was something that, yeah. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. So Danny takes the two kids to Pizza Hut to basically convince Catherine's children to pretend to be his kids so that Palmer will go out with him. But uh, he has to negotiate with them. So he has named Catherine's daughter Kiki D and um, her son Bart, which is not their real names. And they, you know, have to negotiate some money and some Bart tries to uh, negotiate a trip to Hawaii and he still says no. Anyway, they end up figuring something out and we go back to the workplace with Danny and Catherine and we find out that Catherine has a date with this guy named Brian and Danny's a little bit like, he's like, Oh, like you have a date. Like, tell me more. Like this is the guy who plays bass and has like a goatee that kind of like flies in the wind. This is my best thing. Cause I think it's hilarious. The banter back and forth. And also when I think of this movie, this is what I think of. Really? I think of this like weird, like goatee with like a long piece of hair flying in the wind like I seriously do and I chuckle every single time like yeah it's it's such a small scene but it is really funny and it's something that I remember like there's always parts of movies you remember and this is weirdly the one that I remember for this extremely weird I I can't believe you said that I know I know so they go to J.D. McFunnigan's, which was Bart's, um, I'm just going to call him Bart, um, his request as part of the negotiations. And Palmer meets the kids. And this is like a big ask of Palmer, like which I mentioned before. It's a lot. But while eating, Bart tells Palmer that he's upset because his dad promised him a trip to Hawaii to swim with the dolphins. But they aren't going anymore because he met Palmer and now they can't go. <laughs> and of course, Palmer looks at Danny and was like, um, we're going to Hawaii, which I'm like, again, you guys just met. You have so much pull over this man. So, okay, can we can we establish a few things now? Absolutely. Adam Sandler as Danny in this movie. He is a plastic surgeon who bags genuine gorgeous human beings. Right. Um, Brooklyn Decker. Yep. Minka Kelly. Mm-hmm. Many, many others. On a scale of like believable or not, I feel like this is, and, and then, you know, you're talking it out. The whole, this girl is like, yeah, let's just go to Hawaii with your family because you promised it to your son. The believability is getting a little bit out of reach. It is, it is. And it does continue to get out of reach. But is it the most unbelievable Adam Sandler movie? No, God, no. Let's take, (laughs) here's your tale of the tape. Your nominees for most unbelievable Adam Sandler movies. Just go with it. Okay. I'm going to put on the list. Hmm. I'm also going to put Happy Gilmore 
on the list. An unsuccessful, short-tempered hockey player who is only really good at fighting, wins a long drive contest, and then becomes a semi-pro golfer. Right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All this, I I think it was like his grandma's house was being foreclosed on or something like that. That's why this whole thing happened. I'm going to throw Mr. Deeds out. Because it's like a multi-billionaire freezes to death at the top of Mount Everest <laughs> and his only living heir is Adam freaking Sandler. I know. Come on. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Billy Madison, I'm also going to throw on the list. Um, that, yes. Yeah, that one's pretty high on the list. The Longest Yard, just because it's like trying to convince me that Adam Sandler was an NFL quarterback. There's no way that man <laughs> in any world was a yes. pro, like a pro yeah. athlete. Oh my um, God. Click. He obtains Click. a remote that allows him to control everything about his life, time, reality, all of it. What? Yeah. They can just get wilder and wilder. Oh, you don't mess with the Zohans, Sarah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. an Israeli counter-terrorist <laughs> commando. Who's basically like superhuman. Like he's like a super, he's like Mission Impossible Tom Cruise vibes. (laughs) No, too much. Actually, I just watched Mission Impossible. You did. That's why I made the joke. Yeah, Sarah. Okay, okay. Sidebar of the pod. Sarah the other day is like, first of all, for no reason at all, she's like, yeah, I'm just rewatching all of Teen Wolf. No, we just got Paramount Plus. So it's, it's opened up a lot of other shows that we haven't had in Canada, like on other streaming services for a really long time. I, I'm, I'm very excited. Speaks for itself. Th- then also she's like, oh, I want to watch the new Mission Impossible, but I feel like I need to rewatch the others. No, I've never seen them. So you're starting at Mission Impossible 1. Yeah, it was not that good. Like everyone. I, you know what? I don't even know how many there are. There's um seven. Seven. Six, six or seven. Why? Why are you like, I really need to get There's one this. every four years, pretty much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's is, eight? Number eight is coming out in 2024. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dead well, Reckoning one Part just two. came out. So, yeah. There's seven. And Sarah's just like, yeah, I'm just going to rewatch these. Well, you know no what? Reason. I feel like if I'm going to get invested, I, I got to I gotta watch them all. I've never seen them. And yeah, one, I mean, I'm hoping number two is better than number one. So what was the most unbelievable plot line there? What do you think? Um, what's the Zohan one? Adam Sandler plays an Israeli counter-terrorist yes. commando who's basically super <laughs> <That> one. <laughs> okay. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I, I think Mr. Deeds. Mr. Like, Deeds is also, how, I mean, I would like to be in that movie. Like, I would like to receive that money. How many multi-billionaires do you know who don't have a will? None. You know, I don't like, know any multi-billionaires. I remember the beginning of that movie and they're like, well, who gets all the money? And they're like, it's some, it's Longfellow Deeds. Who's no, no, no. That? But it's also what they do, like what he does with it all throughout the movie that's just like, like this is an like an absurd movie. So so him being a plastic surgeon that picks up amazingly attractive women right. and is going to Hawaii mm-hmm. with one with his fake family. It's fairly unbelievable, but it's not the most unbelievable. Right. I was going to say this it's not actually that far-fetched. I feel like, you know, it could happen. Whereas like a commander with you know, superpowers just wouldn't happen, right? Or like a multi-million billionaire giving you money, long lost, like LLC, long lost cuz. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to happen. Or like a remote that can change everything. Yeah, is exactly. a little unbelievable. A little bit more unbelievable, yeah. I would say. 
So we're going to Hawaii. So they go to Hawaii and we also find out that Eddie is going to be coming. He's going to be playing the role of, in this massive lie, uh, Dolph. So Dolph is the man that um, Catherine or Devlin has cheated on Danny with. And so we meet Dolph and he he has come as a uh, German sheep seller. I, you know... The elaboration of these <laughs> characters, it was actually quite funny because they had to commit for the whole entire week they were there. And they couldn't pick somebody easier. I like, love it's it. unreal. Yeah, but how boring would have the movie been? I get, yeah, you're right. right. You you're know, right. like even Kiki D having an English accent, she had to commit to that shit. Like, okay, okay, I'm going to ask you point blank just say the first thing that comes into your head. Somebody's going to walk through the door right now. You need to make up a fake job for them. Like that that you do. What's your job right now? They're going to ask you first I'm thing. I'm a helicopter well, pilot. Why? I don't know why. Why don't would you know. do that? Yeah, don't know. I thought about the job I actually do, and then that came out of my mouth. Oh, my. Not sure. What? Yeah. Like, I thought about the job I actually do, and then I'm just like, well, I'm not going to say that. I have to think of something else, and I'm like, well, there you go. Helicopter pilot. Ugh. You you belong in a freaking Adam Sandler movie, Sarah. That's horrible. That's so... Okay, what would you do? Okay, three, two, one. Okay. You know why? Because it's so boring. Nobody... You don't want to ask me another question about that. You're like, oh, fine. Not like, where do you... No, don't need to hear anything else about an accountant. That's the most practical thing to say. Uh, Nobody cares. I don't know. Helicopter pilot will be like, wow, like, who do you you work for? Are you, yeah, are you government issued? Is it private? What is the... Um, It's private. (laughs) Okay. I drive, uh, or I'm sorry, I fly for family. Um, Oh, what family? (laughs) Uh, Tell us more. It's a multi-millionaire... Family? Oh, no. Do I know them? No, no. Yeah, I must know them then if they're multimillionaires. Oh, Who are they? What, what are they into? Oh, yes, I get the rabbit hole that I have <laughs> dug myself. We need to do more improv with Sarah because I didn't think you were gonna you were gonna go so ridiculous. Wow, you belong in one of these films. Seriously, Adam Sandler, look up our girl Sarah. She'd be great. Well, I know who to put in it. <laughs> You know the exact <laughs> ratio of K. Rob. Oh, you've had too many. 22. I'm gonna put this guy in now. <laughs> oh my god, she's got the perfect formula of Kevin James, Rob Schneider, and David freaking Spade. I do to go into the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Okay, we're in Hawaii. We're in Hawaii. Yes. Yes. So okay. And we find out, yeah, like I said, he sells sheep. This is all happening at dinner. We find this out and he has like sellsheep.com. And it's like, what if she actually went back to her hotel and like Googled that and just to, <laughs> to find nothing. Um, but at dinner, yeah, we find out that he sells sheep. Catherine pulls Danny aside and says like, I'm leaving. I've had enough. Like this is way too much for me. The lies just are getting deeper and deeper. And, and Dolph is all over me and I don't want it. <laughs> So at that exact time, we see someone come up to Catherine and we find out that it's her old sorority sister from college named Devlin, who was her arch nemesis. Played by Nicole Kidman, who just oozes like she's playing a character, obviously, but she really resonates that multimillionaire, you know, esque. just the pompous, the oh, did you hear about so and so? Mm." Which is totally why Catherine named her children's poop after Devlin. Yeah, I get it. She's the namesake for the. For the poops. Yes, exactly. And we find out that Catherine actually lies and tells Devlin that she is in fact married to Danny and they have kids and now 
Catherine has to stay because there's more lies happening and she's just digging herself a deeper hole. They're all in a very deep hole. Yeah. The whole family got back from a day in the jungle walking around and Palmer says that they're going to take care of the kids tonight so that Dolph and um, Catherine can have a night together. And when Catherine drops the kids off at Danny, they're chatting and Danny's a little bit jealous that she had gone to lunch with that guy, Brian, earlier on in the movie. And you can kind of see that there's a little bit of jealousy, but like, you know, that it's just there's there's some chemistry there. And also she's got a sneaky hot bod. She does. Which That's I feel what like, he says. He says that. You also have a sneaky hot bod. Yeah. I mean, she does in general. Like, yes, just of course. generally speaking. But that's what he says to her. So you're like, okay, like there's something there between you guys. So the next day, the ladies go to the spa. This Catherine and Palmer. And Danny and the kids go golfing. And he, you know, playing the part. He takes a whole bunch of photos with them. And then Bart says, you know, can you teach me how to swim? I don't, I want to go swimming with the dolphins, but I don't know how to swim. My dad was supposed to, but he's never around. And so he teaches him how to swim. And at the spa, Palmer tells Catherine that it's Danny's birthday next week, but she doesn't know what to get him. And this is important because this scene right here tells you how much Catherine actually knows about Danny. And it's like everything knows him so, so well, but in the most endearing way. Like, it's not just like factual. Yeah, he likes this. He doesn't like this. He likes this. Just the way she talks about him is just so adorable. Like the flavor of jelly beans that he likes. Or the, yeah, she had some interesting anecdote. Yeah, that was, was just really cute. So they see Devlin at the pool and Dolph has to pretend to drown Palmer because she's totally going to ruin the lie. And Catherine agrees to go to dinner with um, Devlin and her husband as well as Danny. Uh, played by Dave Matthews. Yes. Which is such an interesting little grab. <laughs> it totally is. Dave freaking Matthews <laughs> did movies, guys. Yeah. Who knew? Oh, so at the dinner, the real Devlin and her husband are annoyingly all over each other. And um, in order to get Palmer kind of away from the resort, Dolph brings her to a restaurant that has wild animals running around. And just to kind of go further on into the night uh, for them a girl comes running in from the restaurant and says that her sheep has fainted and Palmer remembers that Dolph sells sheep and now Dolph has to try and save the sheep. This is hilarious. He does like the Heimlich maneuver on the, on the and sheep. And this is such like a, a Adam Sandler written scene. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, so Devlin, I'm and, surprised the farmer wasn't oh, Rob Schneider to be oh honest. Oh my God. You know what? Yes. Cause that's the kind or of role the he would play. the sheep was him, you know? Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was going to say that would never happen, but it, it could. It could In be an a Adam sheep Sandler movie, suit, you know? It could. it could be a sheep yeah. suit. Yeah, you never know. It could have been him under there. Is he uncredited, you know? Uh, no. I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's not It's not the craziest Adam Sandler exactly. plot line. So at the dinner, uh, Devlin and her husband, every time they leave each other, they tell each other what they love most about um and she tells Catherine and Danny, you know what? You guys do the same. So Catherine starts rhyming off all these things that she loves about Danny. And you're the only person I've never lied to in my life. I swear to God. I just trust you more than anybody in the world. You know every secret about me. <laughs> Love your smile. That smile is the magic. When I'm in the operating room, all, all I think about is, all right, 20 more minutes, I get to see the smile. Part of them, I think, in this moment realizes that they do have something for each other. There is massive chemistry there. And maybe they do actually love each other, but never actually knew it. 
There's a hula competition and Devlin taunts Catherine into doing it. This is such a like such a weird hula competition. Honestly, it ends up being a tie. Um, but they're so like degrading to all the other women who go up there too. Like, and this is like totally. this is something typical where like it just doesn't age well. You know? Yeah, it doesn't feel nice. No. Um, so it ends up being a tie and Devlin cannot handle that. So that she calls for a tiebreaker and it is called a coconut smooch, which is the two couples. They have a coconut between them and they have to get it up to their mouths and um, have the coconut in between their lips at the same time. And Catherine and Danny actually end up winning and they have a really good time together. And you can clearly tell again, there's chemistry between them. So much so that when Danny leaves the hotel room to drop Catherine off, he gets to his door and he turns back to go to Catherine's room, but he runs into Dolph and Palmer getting off the elevator. After Dolph, you know, they go through, oh, we saved the sheep. And um, I guess after that moment, Palmer and Dolph, you know, developed a better closeness together. And he, Dolph actually shared with Palmer that Danny was going to propose to Palmer. Dun, dun, dun. And Palmer says, I don't need a ring. Let's just get married tomorrow. And Danny's like, oh my God, I, I think I've, like in his mind, he's thinking that I actually don't necessarily know if I love you I may love somebody else and I don't know if I want to marry you all these things are going through his head and all of a sudden the elevator doors open and it's Catherine who was about to go run to Danny's room and then Dolph tells Catherine oh you know I can't come right now we have to celebrate they just got you know they're going to get married tomorrow and you can see the disappointment in her face and even Danny says no no like and asks Catherine like what do you think about this Later that night, Danny calls Catherine on the phone at her hotel room and they talk and we find out that she was actually offered a job in New York, but she originally turned it down. But now that they've had this moment and, you know, things are things are ruined, I think, between them if they if they're not together, um, she's going to take the job in New York and that she's not actually she's she will not be at the wedding that the next day and that things will probably be weird in the office. And Danny kind of says, like, what do you think about all this? Like, do you think I should do this? And Catherine says, you don't need my permission to get married to, to this woman that you think you love. Like, you go for it. And she says, I'm moving to New York because I need a fresh start. So the next day in the lobby, Palmer and Catherine, they see each other. And Palmer asks Catherine if she's in love with Danny because Palmer thinks Danny is still in love with Catherine. And it's it's made clear. Catherine says, no, you know what? Go for it. You you guys get get married later that day Catherine's at a bar getting wasted during the wedding and Devlin shows up and she comes clean about everything to her and then we find out later that Devlin actually um comes clean to Catherine about everything and says I'm getting a divorce my husband is gay and we're better off you know not together all of a sudden Danny is there sitting beside her and she says like a magician he just shows up yeah and she asks him, how was the wedding? And he said, you know, when I was up there, I was going to marry, I wanted to marry the love of my life. And I realized that Palmer was not it. I wanted to be with you and I love you. And I love those kids and they kiss. And then we have a wedding, their wedding and they get married. (laughs) We have their wedding. Yes. Which is phenomenal. So Danny and Catherine, they do get married and, um, yeah, they're now Mr. and Mrs. Maccabee. And we do see, uh, Palmer is on a flight Yeah, and she meets, 
Andy Roddick, who's a professional or was at the time a professional tennis player, I think he was like playing himself. He was just playing Andy Roddick. He was, yes. He ends up being her love interest. Which I will get to more of that in the quick facts. I do have one question before we get to quick facts. All right. This film, I was kind of racking my mind, and you listening, you know, rack yours as well. Mm-hmm. Is this a top five all time Adam Sandler comedy? I think. Like, not not bringing the dramas into it because Uncut Gems is fantastic, but it's kind of a different category of thing. Like, yes, just yeah. talking comedies. The, I think there's. I think it depends on the person. I think it really depends because sometimes Adam Sandler's comedy can be. Um, Hit or miss, depending on the movie. You know, like Little Nicky is my least favorite movie for Adam Sandler. Like, I do not like Little Nicky. Okay, and this is is a great conversation to have because, like, I... Okay, I'll I'll give you two examples. Not long ago, I was at a friend's house and they were watching The Wedding Singer. And we just ended up watching, like, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that film, in my opinion, has held up fantastically well. It was still as funny... Mm-hmm. now as when I first watched it. Right. And then we're like, oh, let's do like an Adam Sandler thing. And we pulled up Billy Madison. And I'm like, this film has aged horribly. Yeah. I think this is so stupid. But I, but I used to think it was so funny. I used to think Billy Madison was amazing. And I think there is a little bit of a distinction. There are some that are like tried, tested, and true. You could watch them today and they're just as funny as they were. And there are some that I just don't think are that funny anymore. I agree. I agree. There's okay. What are your top five? I was going to say, I've got my top five list in front of me. Do you have your top five list? Okay. Why don't you go through yours and I'll go through mine. I've got oh, number. Let's w- do five together. Oh, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, five. One being the number one. For sure. You don't have my five. I think we should do this on the pod. I think it's very underrated. Punch drunk love. I've never seen it. So I so good. couldn't put it down. I, I looked at it. It looks really good. Watch the trailer, you know, everything. And I was like, I haven't seen it. So I well, can't let's put, put it, it on our list because that, that's a good one. That's I, a good one. I will. Yeah. What do you have at uh, five? Number five, Blended, because I love me some Drew Barrymore. Ooh, I do have some Drew Barrymore on my list. Not that one, though. Number four, I've got Big Daddy. Oh, which, my God. Like, yeah. I, I watched that a lot in some very formative years. So I don't know if it's still funny. Like, like we're talking about, I don't know if it's still funny. I haven't watched it in like 20 years, but I loved that movie. Yeah. You got Ross Geller's kid in it. Like, oh, yes. man. <laughs> Ross Geller's kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's your number four? Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, Happy Gilmore, I, like, I, that one's tough because the jokes are still very high. I don't have it on my list, though. Yeah. I. You know what? It's like one of those There's some slapstick, Adam Sandler just- slapstick comedies. I, most of mine are rom-coms, like if I'm being honest. That's like more of the only comedy comedy one I have. Yeah. There are some Adam Sandler fans just yelling at their pod right now that I wouldn't have <laughs> Happy Gilmore on this list. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, don't, I also don't have a little Nikki, but yeah, I do have Nikki. 50 First Dates in my number three. Okay, your number three. Yeah. My number three is this movie, Just Go With It. Oh, really? So yes. Just Go With It, I think, gets the top 10. It doesn't quite get the top five for me. Spoiler alert. It's not my number two, which is Anger Management. Oh my Jack God. Nicholson, Adam Sandler. Oh my God. It's, it's almost perfection guys. <laughs> it's pretty close. Okay. My number two is 51st days. Oh yeah. Okay. Don't... Love this freaking movie. It was honestly a toss up between one and two. Well then what's number one? The wedding. Singer. The wedding singer. Exactly. That film is fan freaking tastic still. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, we have it on DVD. Not that we have a DVD player. So moving on. Can we ask a few more questions about that? Why do we have it on DVD if we don't have a DVD player? Because I had it growing up. Like, I used to watch it all the time. I, yeah. 
And we haven't so, gotten rid of it because we don't have a DVD player. Correct. I Interesting. don't actually know where it is, but we do have it, you know? That's the best possible I know, scenario I know. for a DVD mm-hmm. that we should probably just get rid of, totally. not knowing where well, you in know the what? world we it can, is. We can, yes, we can bring it to the lake. We'll bring it to the lake. There we have a go. DVD player out there, I yes, think. We do. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Quick, Quick facts. facts. Quick facts. Do it again. Quick facts. This is the first collaboration between Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. The two of them have known each other since the 1990s before either of them became famous. They met through some mutual friends and shared meals together. They also, uh, she also used to watch him perform improv and uh, she attended his wedding in 2003. He also tried to get her to join SNL during his time there, but she turned it down to join the TV show Friends. God, imagine having that choice. Would you like SNL or... I think she made the right choice. The biggest sitcom of like the late (laughs) 90s, early 2000s. The movie's title is spoken three times in the course of the film. Once by Catherine to the chauffeur when he questions her referring to him as Henderson. Uh, Once when Maggie is explaining the rules of improv. And again by Catherine when she's asking Danny to pretend to be her husband for Devlin's sake. J.D. McFunnigan's main character is the kangaroo from Big Daddy. They also sing the kangaroo song that was featured as Julian's favorite song after nap time in the same movie. When Adam Sandler and family go across the bridge, the family that tells them that the bridge is only made for one person, the two children are Adam Sandler's kids and the wife is uh, Adam Sandler's sister-in-law. When Danny, who is played by Adam Sandler, and Eddie, who is played by Nick Swartzen, goes to the party where Danny meets Palmer, the house is Nick Swartzen's real house. I hope I'm saying his name right. <laughs> Nicole Kidman said that she enjoyed being part of the project, mainly because, although she is Australian, she got to work in her birthplace of Hawaii, which she left when she was four years old. And uh, this is because her parents uh, were from Australia. They were able to spend time with her and her children while she was working on this movie. Dave Matthews' character's name, Ian Maxton Jones, is a friendly nod to Ian Maxton Graham, the Simpsons writer and producer, uh, who co-wrote the first version of the Hanukkah song with Adam Sandler. This is the third Adam Sandler film to feature Hawaii. The first was Punch Drunk Love from 2002. And the other we know as 51st Dates. In Adam Sandler's early films, the names of his love interests are usually um, an alliterative, often beginning with V. The unfaithful bride at the very beginning of the movie is Veruca. And it's a callback to that gag. The night before the wedding, near the elevator with Eddie, who plays Dolph, and Catherine, uh, Palmer tells Danny she doesn't need a ring to get married. And this is at an hour, 48 minutes and 38 seconds. Um, In On the Plane Ride Home, Palmer meets the tennis player her own age and is clearly wearing an engagement ring and wedding band. The film's release date was February 11th, 2011, which was Jennifer Aniston's 42nd birthday. This is the second Adam Sandler movie to feature a remix of the song Every Breath You Take by The Police. The other is Fifty First Dates. The negotiation scene between Adam and Maggie is similar to the negotiation scene in Pretty Woman, the movie from 1990. Of course, we all know that. J.D. McFunnigan's included the animatronic band Rock of Fire Explosion from the now-closed restaurant chain Showbiz Pizza Place, which was popular in the 1980s. This movie was shipped to theaters under the codename Grounded Out. During the first meeting of Nicole Kidman's Devlin, she mentioned an old sorority member by the name of Sandra, which is a nod to Adam Sandler's longtime manager and friend, Sandra Wernick, who is also the inspiration for the movie Sandra Wexler from 2017. 
During the stage competition between them, Nicole Kidman wears a more or less Hawaiian-ish skirt, whereas Jennifer Aniston wears a Tahitian costume. Jennifer Aniston refers to the saleswoman in the dress shop as Lori, which is her name in real life, Lori. Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston would later reunite in Murder Mystery in 2019, and a lo- uh, as well as Murder Mystery 2 that just came out this year in 2023. When Danny says there's one problem, she's not you, it's a reference to the Friends TV show when Ross says that about his current girlfriend, Julie. There's one problem, she's not Rachel. I didn't even notice that. That's very clever. Yeah. Jackie Sandler actually makes a cameo in this movie. She's Danny Maccabee's bride-to-be at the very beginning of the film. Um, is actually Adam Sandler's real life wife. Adam Roddick, the in-sync loving tennis pro. Um, he wears like the I Love Justin necklace. Uh, Palmer, uh, Brooklyn Decker, meets on the plane at the end of the movie. Is her actual real life husband. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions. I would like to honorably mention the fact that Adam Sandler, I don't think, I think we should go through every single film. Oh, gosh. I don't think he can go through a single film without having some kind of weird facial gag. (laughs) There's got to be a joke about somebody's face. In this one, he's got a big nose. Kevin Nealon's character has a ton of plastic surgery. And then he's got the beard guy. Yeah. Like, I'm... Every, I, I think back of every Adam Sandler film, like there's always somebody with a weird face. I don't know what his thing is with like, yeah, I just like people with weird stuff on their face. It's <laughs> it's normally Rob Schneider. Let's it be is, real. <laughs> yes, because in Fifty First States, he's got that fake eye. He's got the eye that goes the wrong oh way. My yeah. Gosh. Yeah, you're so right. I never even realized that. I feel like every film, there's somebody who's just like, what's what's <laughs> with that? And they always make a joke about it. You know. Okay, mine are, my honorable mention are um, the kids. So Bailey, Madison, and Griffin Gluck. Because I think sometimes in... in yes. these Like, I think they did a phenomenal job. Yes. I know he was nominated for a Young Actors Award. She has gone off to do great things. She was in The Bridge to Terabithia. She was in, um, you know, Pretty Little Liars. She's been in, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Some horror movies, some TV shows. Um, I think... They have had some really great careers, but I think they did a really good job in this because they they were asked to do a lot in this movie. You don't need to sugarcoat it for us, Sarah. Just what? say it. Kids in movies sometimes really suck. They do. They're really bad they sometimes. They really do. So when they don't suck, yes. you're like, wow, that kid doesn't suck. Yeah. And in this film, they were both pretty good. They were really good. And sometimes I also think, yes, they, they get the short end of the stick. They get crappy lines or they, you know, oh, act silly or, or bad or whatever. When like these were just kids and they were tasked with you know pretending to be a family and it was funny like they were funny she's they doing did a it. fake british accent oh my god that was He's hilarious deadpan hitting his lines like, You're right. you know what that's a good observation because they were given a lot of lines and yes, a lot of dialogue yeah and they did a great job and you know um griffin gluck's character michael was deadpan the whole time when he delivered his lines and that's what was supposed to happen and it was funny and you know with the british accent she committed and <laughs> i think it was really well done they did such a great job with some big actors yeah. You know, some big names, and alongside them, they did a great job. What should have been? So I have no real what should have been, except that I just want to have a conversation about how this film was crushed by critics. 
Golden Raspberry Awards, which, you know, celebrates the worst of film, uh, nominated this one for Worst Actor in Adam Sandler. He actually oh, no. won Worst Actor. Really? It had Worst Supporting Actor, Nick Swardson. Worst Supporting Actress, Nicole Kidman. Nominations. Worst On-Screen Couple, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Really? And Worst Director, it won this, Dennis uh, Dugan. It, however, still won the Teen Choice Award for, somehow choice chemistry between Adam Sandler and Jennifer well, Aniston. Well, I actually was going to say, I didn't think their chemistry was that bad. We've watched movies where their chemistry is worse. Yeah, I, you know? I, yeah, I, I'm putting it slightly above mid for me. Right, yes, which, which agreed, agreed. not like not horrible. Um, I did find some really funny reviews though about it. Uh, this one person at the time when this film came out said, just go with it, is saved from utter d- disaster by Jennifer Aniston, who has expert comic timing and plays like a grown-up, implying that everybody else was not played like a grown-up. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think it's kind of the duality of Adam Sandler films where people either have absolutely no time for this, <laughs> or they're like, oh, this is just fun, easy, stupid comedy, like... Sweet. Thumbs up. Yeah. That's, right. Like I've been critical in past podcasts about Adam Sandler because I think there is a distinction. Like you either love it or hate it. And some of the movies I think just hit poorly. And this one hits pretty well, I think, for I, the most part. I'm surprised. What, like when I did look it up on Rotten Tomatoes, I was like, what? Oh, it's got like That's a 19. It? Like I actually couldn't believe it because yeah. I don't think it's a terrible movie. Like I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't. It's in Hawaii. They're... They do stuff during the actual film. There's more plot than just one place. Um, or, or sorry, there's more than one thing happening. They go to different places to to find scenes and to sorry to film scenes, and it's just like it's not bad. I well, don't get it. I mean, like the critics hated it, nineteen percent. The audience score was fifty nine percent. So audiences right, were like, "Oh, right. this, this isn't bad. This isn't bad." And critics were like, "This is the worst thing on earth." And you're like, "Well, okay, that's not true." <laughs> but like I get how Adam Sandler jokes can like weigh on somebody. They weigh on me occasionally. Overall rewatchability. So I've got I've actually got two separate scores and I'll explain okay. in moments. But I've got chemistry. Like I said, like 2.9. Storyline, a 3.2. Thirst factor, a 4.5, and it's only brought down a 0.5 by basically Adam Sandler. <laughs> Um, and maybe a little bit Nick Swartzen. Uh, Imagination, uh, 3.8. Soundtrack, a 3.5. And here's your distinction. Hmm. If you listening are somebody who really loves Adam Sandler jokes and you're just, you're swinging at those grown-ups movies and you love, you know, the don't mess with the Zohan, you're going to like the cheese. It's a four on cheese. If you're not a huge Adam Sandler jokes guy like me, like, I like a lot of his good stuff, but then there's, you know, grownups, honestly, like, judge away, I'm not a huge fan of that level of Sandler comedy. It's too much Sandler. You gotta level down the Sandler (laughs) on me a little bit. Then I would give it a 1.7. So your score, if you're a full-on Sandler fan, a 3.65. If you're not, you're like me, just an average, I like some Sandler stuff, 3.26. Okay. Out of five. Okay. All right, my rewatchability is Chemistry 3, Storyline 2.9, Thirst Factor 4, Imagination 3.2, Soundtrack 3.5, Cheese 2.5, for an overall score of 3.18 out of 5. 3.18, K, a little bit lower than, uh, but like, uh, honestly, I think that's pretty fair. Like, it's a good movie. It's pretty good. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Just Go With It, wherever you're listening. Throw us a follow, subscribe, leave a review. They help more people find us. 
And um, if you want to talk about anything you heard on the pod, as always, Instagram, at Rom-Com Rewind. Thanks for listening.